like that. You want to try that. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this Friday edition of the Logan Blackman Show. And before we get into everything that we are going to talk about, even before we preview what we are going to talk about, let's just get down to the nitty-gritty and just say, go and follow the Logan Blackman Show at all forms of social media. Go follow it on the Spotify and Apple Podcast account. Go like the, go subscribe to the YouTube channel, like the YouTube page, or like the Facebook page, and so on and so forth. Twitter account is Logan underscore Blackman. Instagram Blackman Logan. Just search Logan Blackman. They both should pop up. And again, just go and follow and rate the Logan Blackman Show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you have not done so already. I would greatly appreciate it if you did. So, with that being said, we got quite a bit of stuff to talk about. We're going to cover almost every single major sport in the United States. We're going to talk basketball. We're going to talk football, as per usual. We're going to talk soccer. We're going to talk baseball. The only sport we're not really touched on today is hockey. We've talked about hockey a few weeks ago when we did the jersey ranks, the sweater rankings for the reverse retro jerseys with the LA Kings reigning supreme over everybody in that list. And I think that's fairly unchallenged, and I don't really think it's any very close. I'm sorry if you disagree and say otherwise. Say, like, the Colorado Avalanche one with the Quebec Nordique stuff is better, or the Arizona Coyotes one is better, or the Pittsburgh Penguins one is better. At least we can all agree the Red Wings, Jets, and who's another one that was really, really bad? I can't remember. Those are the worst ones. And the 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 Central Division, other than the Blackhawks, obviously, y'all could have worked a little bit harder. I don't really mind the Blues. I know a lot of people hate on the Blues with their red stuff, like their old school stuff when Gretzky played there with the blue and red. A lot of people hate on those. I don't necessarily think they're disgusting. Like, you can't tell me that that jersey's gross, then go on and say, oh, I love the Minnesota Wilds jersey. You can't do that. I'm looking right directly at you, Noah. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to say on that. So, I think with that being said, that's obvious what our tier list is going to be for today. That is the NBA 2020-2021 City jerseys. We officially officially finalized all of them. They're all done. Beautiful. All of them are going to be compiled in a tier list that we finally found. It took me a few minutes to actually find this tier list, I didn't want to make one because that's uh, that's a little too much effort for Logan. And um, yeah, found one, and we're gonna do that. And we're gonna talk about the MLS playoffs. We got the last quarterfinal game tonight. Again, this is a show that is recorded a day in advance, so it is Thursday right now. The show will be going out tomorrow on Friday. So Sporting Kansas City versus Minnesota United will be finalized by the time this show goes out but as for right now i don't know what the scores i've got my sporting kansas city navy blue jersey on or indigo what are they they call this it's not they don't call it navy they call it something they can call it indigo but they're swagged out i'm wearing the exact same outfit that i wore during the san jose earthquakes game so yeah and speaking of the san jose earthquakes jt mark marchinkowski the goalkeeper for the san jose earthquakes just got called up the U.S. men's national team. So congratulations to him. It's disappointing, though, that he gets a call-up before the most underrated goalie in the MLS in Tim Melia. We're just not going to say anything about that. Now, it makes sense because Timmy's still in the playoffs, and yeah, 
We already know how that goes. Like, Mark McKenzie, Brendan Aronson got called up to the national team as well after Philadelphia got bounced in the first round by the New England Revolution in pretty surprising fashion. I didn't, I thought they'd win easily. Really, I didn't think they'd lose 2 nothing to the Revolution. Nothing against the New England Revolution, but I did not see that happening, nor did I see Nashville upsetting Toronto. And going on the New England Revolution thing, I didn't see them going to the semifinals either. Going to the conference finals. I get, well, okay. I'm looking at it like this. So I know I said this is the last quarterfinal games. Technically, this is the last semifinal games for the conference. But the way I'm looking at it, the finals, or the, the group stage, and then we got the quarterfinals, semifinals, and the final. I'm not including, I didn't really look at it as a conference tang, even though that's what we had to look at. This is conference semifinals tonight between Sporting Kansas City and Minnesota United. Sporting the one seed, Minnesota United the four seed. Sporting should win. They should win. Do, uh, am I confident in this game? No. They always like to play down to the level of their competition from time to time, as you saw in the first round matchup against San Jose, as you saw in the MLS's back tournament against Vancouver, where they should have blew the doors off of them and almost lost, took them the penalties to beat a Vancouver team that was on their last string and that had their, I believe, fourth string, like 19-year-old goalkeeper in. Nothing against him, but uh, sporting with the the money they spent on Alan Polito and likes Johnny Russell, you would expect them to beat these teams fairly handily, but they had a at least recently had a little struggles playing down their competition, but they've prevailed more times than not in that regard. I do think, again, they should beat Minnesota. They screwed up the first time they played them in the MLS's back tournament since we talked about that with Vancouver versus Sporting. When Minnesota United and Sporting played in the MLS's back tournament, Minnesota scored two goals in, like, added time. They might have scored one in, I think, the 87th minute or something and then gotten one, like, just before the game ended or something like that. But Sporting let that one slip away from him. You could tell that Sporting was losing their grip on the game, and Minnesota was just like, you know what? You're giving us a little handout. That's all we need, and we're going to grab it, and we're going to take off. Now, Minnesota is without Ike, Sporting Kansas City legend, for like, what, four years <laughs> or something? But And they were without starting goalie Tyler Miller. Which, some Minnesota United fans would like to say, well, that's not really a hindrance because Dane Sinclair has actually been pretty decent for Minnesota United. But, yeah, Sporting should win. Minnesota handled Colorado Rapids in the first round playoff game, 3 nothing, as they probably should have. They should have easily been able to beat the Colorado Rapids, a team that they've handled pretty easily since they've come back, come into the MLS, Minnesota United has. And they took their star striker. Well, not star, but... Kai Kamara's name has not been attached. The star has not been attached to Kai Kamara's name in ugh, a few years, like four moves ago since he was in Columbus. Like, he, <laughs> that has not been on him in a while. But they didn't really have any goal threats, Colorado, and it showed in the game. And remember when uh, Yarborough, the goalie for the Colorado Rapids, was supposed to be like one of the next big things for the United States? Got call ups when he was playing at Club Leon in Mexico. And then. Um, I don't know, kind of fell off the face of the earth. Now, Ethan Horvath similarly was hyped up as a young upcoming goalkeeper, kind of stopped getting call-ups, but then has reinserted himself back into the U.S. men's national team picture with his form for Club Bruges over in Belgium. Others would be like David Bingham for the LA Galaxy got some call-ups for the U.S. 
Haven't heard from him in a while. Um, who's FC Dallas's goalie? Jesse Gonzalez. He's another one that switched nationalities from Mexico to the United States and has done nothing. He might. I don't even think he's gotten a cap. He's been called up, but I don't think he's gotten a cap, which is crazy to think about. But Yarborough is a prime example of that, and he has not had the, the most fun times in Colorado, at least from what I can tell right now. That he made the playoffs, fair play to them. Uh, but man, when Sporting played them in the MLS back tournament, I know I'm talking about the MLS back tournament like it was recent. No, that was months ago. And Sporting should have handled them pretty easily too, but screwed around, got down, and then took some late goals to eventually get themselves over the Colorado Rapids in that game. A game, again, which they should have handled fairly easily. Now, in this game tonight, which is big news for Sporting, at least from what I've seen on the Twitter machine and stuff like that, that Alan Polito has been progressing very well from his latest injury setback, which saw him miss the San Jose Earthquakes game. And if he's playing, that's just... I, he needs to play. I I have no real issues with Kiri Shelton. He's just an average... Well, not... Average for NH, ML, MLS players. He is a big, strong, fast soccer player, striker, might I add, that can't really score. He scores every once in a while, but if you're a right winger, if you're a forward, a wide forward, let's put it like that, and you're right-footed, you want to play on the left side so you can cut in and take shots. He's playing on the right wing. He's fast. He's big. He's strong. But scoring is not his bet. Now, he took a beautiful penalty in the shootout against San Jose. Created a great chance for uh, Gianluca Busio to tie the game. Great goal from Gianluca Busio. Or to take the lead, actually. And a great assist from Kiri Shelton. But, yeah, there's really no one on this team that compares, as far as the strikers go, than to Alan Polito. Kiri Shelton will start. I'm, I really have no doubt in my mind that Kiri Shelton will start tonight. Won't start tonight. Um... But Polito, if he's healthy, guaranteed to start. Uh, Eric Hurtado, really good second-choice striker. A better goal scorer than uh, Kiri Shelton. But he's just... He scores the odd goal, and like you never understand how the hell he scored that goal. Gerso Fernandez, great pl- I love Gerso Fernandez. He adds something coming off the bench with his speed. I like him more as that player coming off the bench because he once everybody's tired, he comes in with the speed that he provides. That's really big for sporting. So if I had to take a guess at the starting lineup, I'd say the back five stays the same, including Tim Malia. I'm including him in the back five. So Malia in goal. Then we got Jalen Lindsey, Poonchek, Reed, and then Al- Alan Dudia at left back, midfield. Ooh, well, Ilya Sanchez should start. And then they started with... Crap. Roger, Roger Espinosa. I was had a really brain fart last... Just a little bit ago. They started with him and then brought on Gotti Kinda. Uh, do they like... John Busio, I think, has to start. Do they like what Espinosa provides next to John Busio? I think so. Because him, Busio, and Kinda are very similar players. Now, Busio can play more defensively if asked to as he played the number six position. When Ilya Sanchez was out for a little portion of the season, played very well in that position. So I would guess that it would just be Espinoza, Ilié, and Busio just to fit with that chemistry that they've had there and keen to come off the bench again. And then the front line, Russell, Shelton, and Polito. 
That's what I'm guessing. If Polito is healthy, if not, I could just see this being the same starting lineup that they did last game with Jerso Fernandez starting on the left with Kiri Shelton running through the middle. But time will tell. See if that happens tonight. Gotti Kinda has a very good chance to start. He's been sporting's one of sporting's best players this year. Um, who else is really in the running for a starting position this this game? I think that's pretty much it. I think the back four is set. Goalie's set. I think Busio and Ilya are locks. I think well, Russell's obviously locks. He's the captain. And then whether you want to start Espinosa or Gotti Kinda, or if you want to start Gerso with Shelton or Shelton with Polito, or even if you want to play Gerso with Alan Polito and bring Shelton off the bench. But I think Shelton is like a good player for about 70 minutes, and then you bring on Gerso Fernandez to provide that extra kick in the attack. That's what I would like to see tonight, but we'll have to see. That game kicks off at 7.30 tonight on Fox, so I'll be watching that. And obviously, as I said, you guys will already know what happened in the game, so you guys are going to have to let me know. I'm watching the game tonight, but text me and say, ha, or good win by sporting last night. Just to have a little bit of fun. And the rest of the conference final games, I'm going to call it conference finals because I know calling them the semifinals, even though that is correct in my mind, I'm just going to call it the conference finals. So we have Seattle, who beat FC Dallas, and then New England Revolution versus the Columbus Crew. I did have the Columbus Crew in the conference finals, had them losing to the Philadelphia Union. I still think, I'm still confident in saying this, that even if Sporting wins tonight, which I had them winning in my predictions, I still think Seattle, with the front line they have, is going to cause problems for Sporting. If they don't start off fast, Polito's still not healthy, because again, I don't know if he's going to play tonight, but from what I've heard, it sounds like he's going to play. But yeah, I still think Seattle has the experience to take home MLS Cup 2020. And before we get into the NBA jerseys, we have sad news from Major League Baseball. I mean, sad news to some, others it's uh, not a lot of people really care. But I am saddened by this, because my favorite player on the Chicago Cubs, Kyle Schwarber, has been non-tendered by the Chicago Cubs. In a statement that Kyle released today, he said, Chicago, from being drafted to playoffs five of the six years, to being a World Series champion. I want to thank all the fans for their overwhelming support these last seven years of being in the organization. It never got old running out to left field and being able to give you guys a salute. It really is difficult. It really is different at Wrigley. It was an absolute pleasure to get out there every day and grind with the fellas for you guys, and I'm forever grateful for my teammates, coaches, staffs, and the fans. Thank you again from the bottom of my heart until we meet again. 12 and the picture that he posted was him holding the world series trophy now uh when i first read this it was just like we'll never seen him again now there is still i would say there's probably a 50 50 chance that kyle comes back as like fan morale you gotta get back kyle schwarber now if this is part of a a grander scheme to get nolan arenado and move brian to left then i'm all for it but if not and they're just going to go out there and sign someone like, I don't know, who's a who's a left fielder that they could sign? Jeez, my brain's drawing a, com- I'm drawing a complete brink right now. If you're just going to go out there and start Steven Souza at left field, then I'm going to cry. Because Kyle Schwarber and I have been connected for a very long time. And I, there's not a lot of people, I've uh, there's some people that know this that are going to be listening, but maybe not all of you know this. So... 
few years ago, back before I could drive, me and two of my friends, Noah and Ethan, went down to Principal Park because the United States college-level baseball team was playing against Cuba at Principal Park. It was going to be awesome. We got great seats. My friend Noah had him and his parents had tickets to the Cubs, so we got tickets from him to go to Principal Park to watch the game. There's this guy that runs, walks up to the plate. Massive dude. Freaking huge guy. And all of a sudden, lays down a sack bunt and legs it out to first base. It's like, that was freaking awesome. Who was that guy? So I had to look him up. He's number 44. His name was Kyle Schwarber. I was like, oh, that just makes it even better. His last name is freaking Schwarber. That is awesome. That is an awesome last name. That is an absolute unit of a name right there. For an absolute unit of a player that just legged that out to first base. And ever since then, I always loved Kyle Schwarber. I didn't really like the fact that he went to Indiana growing up an Iowa Hawkeye fan, but I looked past it because of the fact he was Kyle Schwarber and was this monster that just legged out a sack bunt. It was awesome. So then, flash forward a few years, and the Cubs are drafting, and the MLB draft is a weird one. Uh, at least to me, maybe it's just me, and everybody else knows it precisely when the MLB draft starts. I always forget when the MLB draft is until I get an update from my MLB app that says, the Chicago Cubs took Ed Howard this year. And, I mean, I did actually watch the Cubs draft Ed Howard this year, so this is one of the first times I've sat down and watched an MLB draft. Like, I was sitting in the Iowa Cubs when they drafted Nico Horner. Like, I, just, I just never know when the MLB draft is, which just shows how amazing the NFL draft is because you got people that will sit through seven rounds, like myself, and it's a huge spectacle. There millions of fans watch it throughout the, the entirety of the draft. Thousands of people go to the draft. And then, like, the other drafts, if we look at outside the NFL draft, the NBA draft, no one really cares outside the top ten or even in that you could probably push push it to the top 14 and keep it in the lottery. Like, But no one really cares. Once your team picks, you're like, okay, I'm done. Because there's so many NBA players, that, or any so many college players that, in the NBA, we've talked about this before, how they draft on potential, not really so much on how great you were in college. Like, Dragon Bender, as an example, averaged like three points a game playing for Maccabi Tel Aviv in Israel. Three points a game, and you're getting drafted fourth overall. That is, I don't. That doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry. I I've never understood that. And as unsurprisingly, uh, unsurprisingly, Dragon Bender did not has not performed very well in the NBA. And we were worried about Luka Doncic coming over. <laughs> Dragon Bender get drafted fourth. I mean, to be fair, Doncic was drafted third, but people were kind of scared about him coming over from Europe after winning the EuroLeague MVP. Like, Patrick Williams didn't start in college. He averaged nine points a game, but the potential is there for Patrick Williams. We go off potential in the NBA draft. Like, Anthony Edwards played for Georgia. James Wiseman played, like, ten games last year. LaMelo Ball played over in Australia. Patrick Williams didn't even start. That's just the top four. <laughs> You don't really see, like, the record setters get drafted. Like, Luka Garza, if he went to the NBA draft this year, a lot of people thought he'd go undrafted. Obi Toppin, the player of the year in college basketball, drafted eighth. How many other times do you see the national player of the year get drafted eighth? Other than, like, running backs. 
Like even if even not running back, like Saquon Barkley was drafted second, Zeke third, like there's or fourth. Joey Bosa was drafted third that year. They didn't win anything, but they're just so awesome. But you have record setters and great players that just don't get drafted. It's so weird. But I got the update about Kyle Schwarber getting drafted in Chicago. I texted Noah because again he was there, and it was just so awesome that he got drafted by the Cubs. And Noah is a lifelong Cardinals fan, so. When he, I text him about that, even he thought it was funny that it happened. And then Kyle's progress, his development went super fast because he went straight from Double A to the majors and hit DH. I think against the Twins, it was either the Twins, Orioles, or no, it was the Indians, wasn't it? Might have been the Indians. Twins or Indians? I can't, or maybe both. Maybe both. And then went back down to Triple A to finish his development, and then got called up like a game or two after he was down in Triple A. And uh, it was just awesome seeing Kyle Schwarber there. So awesome. And then, if man, if you haven't seen it, I have a Kyle Schwarber shirt. It's got Kyle Schwarber's face all over it. Different faces, different poses that Kyle Schwarber's doing. It's one of my favorite shirts ever. My first time running camera five at the Iowa Cubs, which is the mobile camera that like walks around the stadium to get interesting shots, I wore my Kyle Schwarber shirt. And it was freaking hot as most baseball games are, and that shirt's very thin, so my back got a little sunburnt from that shirt. But that still did not ruin my excitement for showing other people the shirt. Because I loved it. My favorite shirts ever. I got a Kyle Schwarber jersey this year. And, man, it's just sad. Because now, now, again, I will keep saying this, there is a chance that he does come back to Chicago. There is a chance that... Jed Hoyer, the new GM of the Cubs, will re-sign him. It just means he's non-tendered, so he has a chance to come back. Now, Albert Amora, I could take or leave Albert Amora coming back. I don't really care. Ever since, and this isn't, it's more of a mental thing for him. I just think ever since he the the he fouled the ball off and it hit the girl in the head, I think it messed with them. I watched that game against the Astros. Kyle Schwarber, speaking of Kyle Schwarber, this wasn't even supposed to bring him up, was one of the people that helped shield Almora from the cameras who were just zooming in on him. Kyle Schwarber is not the greatest baseball player of all time. I think that's very obvious. And But the thing with Kyle Schwarber is that he's a leader. He'll do anything for the team. He wasn't a natural left fielder, but he wanted to play. Like He was the catcher of the future, and it just so happened Wills Contreras decided, you know what, I want to play catcher too. And he kind of just, if Wilson Contreras wanted to continue playing baseball, he had to move to catcher because he wasn't making it as a third baseman. And Schwarber moved to left. And Schwarber lost a ton of weight. And people would try to run on him all the time. And he'd throw them out at second. He'd throw them out at home. He would hit walk-off dingers, walk-off hits. He was swinging for the fence every single time. Every Cubs fan loves Kyle Schwarber. And a lot of people don't understand it. I talked to a few friends that are like, if Kyle Schwarber was on the Cubs, would he be as loved as he is on the Cubs? And I said, probably not. But he's one of those players that's like a cult hero of the of the team. He's not the best player. He's not the fastest. He's not the most athletic. But he's a hard worker, and he's a leader, and that's something that the Cubs have needed. He's been a very important part. He came back before... He tore his ACL, collided with Dexter Fowler in left center field. The season the Cubs won the World Series. He comes back for the World Series and hits DH for the Cubs against the Cleveland Indians. Like, Kyle Schwarber 
is more than just a left fielder Chicago Cubs. Kyle Schwarber is everything to a lot of Cubs fans, and I know a lot of people might not get that because, again, he's not the flashiest player. But every Cubs fan loves Kyle Schwarber. Every team has that guy, at least most teams. You never know how to pinpoint those guys looking from the outside in. But for those of you who aren't Cubs fans, Kyle Schwarber is that. Like, no one's reacting to Albert Amora, who was the first pick of the Theo Epstein era in Chicago, which a lot of people forget about that because of how young he looks. No one really cares. He's kind of been down, going downhill. He had one good year. Everybody started talking about him being the leadoff guy. He's a great defender, but Bat's always been inconsistent. So I'm not too worried about that. But Jed, please, for the sake of Cubs fans everywhere, please re-sign Kyle Schwarber. It doesn't need to be a max contract. And Kyle, don't leave, please. I've seen a lot of stupid freaking Washington, not Washington, Chicago White Sox Twitter accounts. See a lot of Cardinals Twitter accounts talking about, could Kyle Schwarber come here? Kyle, please don't go to those places. <laughs> no, don't go to Chicago and the South Side. Don't go to St. Louis and play for the Cardinals. Go somewhere that won't affect the Cubs whatsoever, like the the Mets. Go to the Mets, Kyle. <laughs> Just go there. Go to the Marlins. Go somewhere where you'll be loved, Kyle. Probably fit in with Boston. He'd be that. He'd be Big Poppy 2.0 in Boston. Obviously, I'm joking, but oh man, I, it made me sad yesterday. I was driving home from Omaha with my dad, and I get the update on my phone that the Cubs are non-tendering Kyle Schwarber, and it's a sad time. Because again, he's not great. He's not the greatest player of all time, but it, you just love these types of players. He's hard work, and he's got the. I wish I was wearing my Kyle Schwarber shirt right now, because then I'd think I'd feel more, like, connected to Kyle. Because my relationship, as I said with Kyle, goes back years, even before he was on the Chicago Cubs. I just loved everything about Kyle Schwarber, the way he worked, the way he played. Like, you don't see a guy that's like, you know what, I, I'm stuck here in left field, I might as well drop weight so I can be able to field better. Cut down on the errors. He's a good fielder at the end of this Cubs career. Start of it, not that great. Had quite a few errors. And then gradually got better. Lost weight, got faster. Grew an actual beard. Lost the soul patch. <laughs> and then, yeah, played leadoff hitter for a little bit. Was better the second time he was a leadoff hitter rather than the first time. But, yeah. Love Kyle Schwarber. Never backed down from anything in Chicago, which made me love him even more. And he wore number 12, which was... One of my football numbers. So, yeah. Kyle, please come back. <laughs> Even if it's on league minimum, please, Kyle, don't go anywhere else. I can't take it. I can't take it, Kyle. I can't. You're not the best player of all time, but I need you, Kyle. Please play him a DH. Get rid of somebody else. Eddie. Well, not anybody. Don't get rid of Byers or Bryant. But anybody else, please. I'll, I'll give the entire team up for Kyle Schwarber, please. Please, Kyle, come back. Oh, man. It was sad. I was really sad yesterday. And you can tell it's kind of washed over into today. I'm getting an update on Twitter right now. Three hours exactly away from Sporting Kansas City versus Minnesota United. Kai Kamara's triumphant return to Sporting Kansas City, where he spent the most of his career. Which is kind of weird to think about, because I don't think of him as a Sporting Kansas City player. I think of him as... 
a Columbus Crew player that got in a fight with Federico Higuain <laughs> over a penalty. Uh, that was funny. That that was funny. Oh, and I forgot about this. Ian Hat posted a gif of Will Ferrell crying. I think it was Will Ferrell. Oh, that hurt even more. Ah, Hap, Schwarber, love those guys. But Hap's development this year, how awesome he was for the Cubs this year, made him impossible to get rid of. He was tendered uh, when everybody when they made the announcement. Bryant, Baez, Contreras, Hap. I think Caratini might have been in there as well. But you get a non-tender Caratini, keep Schwarber. Whatever. There's a guy's got to be something bigger here. You got to be going after Nolan Arenado. Come on, Nolan. You know you don't want to be in Colorado anymore. <laughs> come, come to Chicago. Come seal up the left side of the infield with Baez and make the strongest sec- shortstop and third base combination in baseball. That that side of the infield. Good lord. Who cares who's at second base? No one even cares. Rotate that position. Make them bat ninth. I don't care. You got Arenado and Baez. You don't need anybody else in the infield. Like, imagine this. Just use your brain powers here. Contreras at catcher. Rizzo, uh, let's go with Horner at second. Baez, Arenado, Bryant in left. Then Ian Happ and then Hayward. That, uh, World Series, probably not. Probably win the division, lose first round like they always do. But you know what? That doesn't matter. Because... <laughs> Are we really going back already to the next year thing? But there's always next year. Lovable losers thing. Hopefully not. There has been talks with Chris Bryant getting traded. Uh, There's a lot of talks about that last year. But, uh, yeah. Looks like we're coming to the end of the the World Series window. We're going to like the 85 Bears. Team that should have definitely won more championships and just never did it. 85 Bears, good lord, how'd that team not win more championships? That's crazy to think about. Even after losing Buddy Ryan, the defense was still good. It wasn't even like they dipped off in form because of Buddy Ryan going to Philly. Ah, whatever. We move, we move, we move. But yeah, Kyle, please come back. Please come back, Kyle. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Kind of random tangents here. We've gone from soccer to baseball, now to basketball. Makes sense, doesn't it? We've got we've got a very clean system here today. So we got to do this tier list, okay? The, like you see these national shows that go out there and they randomly switch up topics. So go next topic. We're just we're gradually just working our way into every topic that we can because there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about today. We roasted quarterbacks on Wednesday. Talked a lot of football on Wednesday, so I really didn't feel like we need to talk a ton of football today. Oh, geez. We haven't talked a lot of football on Monday. Talk about NFL coaches. Like, we're going to talk about... Yeah. We're going to talk about basketball jerseys. And there's a lot... I know in the state of Iowa, there's not a ton of people out there that really care about the NBA. All the people that care about the NBA that are from Iowa are either from bigger cities or... Like, they watched the Bulls in the 90s, and they're like, you know what, I can still kind of watch basketball. People in Iowa care more about Iowa and Iowa State basketball, if anything else. I, uh, that's kind of obvious here. In Iowa, speaking of Iowa, they have a game tonight. Uh, they're number three in the nation. Baylor just beat Illinois last night. So, Iowa has sole... Uh, well, I don't know if they have sole possession. I guess I haven't checked the standings on basketball. 
in a little bit. But you know what? I gotta adjust my computer so I can see these jerseys. I had this is honestly, I saw who was this? Oh crap! Whoa! But uh, what's his name? Perez on Twitter. I can't remember his name. His name, his Twitter picture and name always change. He follows me on Twitter, but I don't know what he did. I don't follow him, but he has like twenty thousand likes on everything he posts. Like Roberto Perez. That doesn't sound right. That's a catcher, isn't it? <laughs> I can't remember this dude's name, but he changed his Twitter, the bald dude, changed his Twitter picture all the time, and he gets like thousands upon thousands upon thousands of likes on every single tweet he posts. I saw him today, because again, don't follow him, he follows me for whatever reason, and he posted a picture, it was a screenshot or something, of all the NBA jerseys of the 2021 city jerseys. So I'm going to pull up his Twitter account. Rob Perez. So yeah, it was. Worldwide Wob. That guy. He follows me on Twitter. Could not tell you why. I've never followed him before. He still follows me. I don't know why. <laughs> I do not know why. But you know what? I'll take it. I'll take the followers as I can get them. This picture that he uploaded, I can see the jerseys better than this tier list. But this tier list helps me so I know who they are. Because there's some jerseys that I had no idea who they were and let's see if i can i think there's everybody on here right there's one picture the knicks jerseys i'm not gonna start off like that no we can't do that we can't do that can we i'm not gonna do that no 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 no. no. i just where is does milwaukee have one or i just glance over it because i every pic oh there it is it's blue that's probably why i didn't look i didn't notice it earlier okay Let's get into this tier list. It's got S, A, B, C, D, and L. L tier. So it just takes a big fat L. Who do we want to throw in the L tier? The Knicks. I, the, this jersey's gross. I, I'm not even going to sit here and talk about that long. What is this stupid circle thing they tried here? And the gradient. We have discussed how much I dislike gradient jerseys throughout the history of this show. Mostly about the Falcons gradient thing. And notice how many times they've worn those atrocities this year. I have, Unless I've missed it, I haven't seen them rock those jerseys this year. And thank the Lord they have it. The Rams. They're in gradient numbers. Good God. They're, they're disgusting. I hate gradient. And the Knicks. City never sleeps New York Knicks. Why did you put that on the same, same bubble? That looks stupid. It looks like a freaking stamp. It doesn't look like a jersey or a logo or anything. It looks like you just gotta someone notarized these jerseys and said, "Yep, these jerseys suck." And you got three different levels of gradient. Like if two levels of gradient weren't bad enough, you put black in there on the side to match the black jersey, and then you got white and blue and red. And I mean the next colors in the middle, but. No, it looks stupid. Unless there's some deeper meaning behind it, I'm sorry. I don't... I don't understand it. I'm sorry. Do we just stick in the... What is that? The Eastern Conference, the... What is it called? Wow, I'm blank. I don't... We gotta look at the conferences because I can't be bothered to remember what these conferences are. The Atlantic! Let's just stick with the Atlantic Conference right now, or the Atlantic side of the... And they're different leagues, I guess. The Atlantic Division. Divisions. There we go. I'm going to load this up so I can make sure I keep in the same division and don't go off ball real quick. Let's go. Since we did the Knicks, uh, let's go in reverse order. 
So we'll go Knicks, Nets, Sixers, Celtics, Raptors, and the way they finished the season last year. So the next one, the Nets. Uh, where is the Nets one? Brooklyn Nets. Got to zoom in on that picture that Wobe tweeted. They are, I, I don't know if I like it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. There's like this weird like splatter paint thing. Brooklyn, there's not even an R there. It's Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn Nets. You sound like someone, like a toddler saying, I love the Brooklyn Nets. You sound like a freaking toddler. Uh, there's like some different styles on the side of the jersey. Like as we said, looks like paint splatter. Is there some deeper meaning with like the blue, red, and white and the yellow that I'm just not getting? Is it supposed to be like Rucker Park or something? I, I don't know. I don't get it. I It's not bad. It's not like the Knicks that just looks stupid because of the button thing. And someone wrote it. Like the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets. Uh, yeah, it's not great. Where is this jersey on here? They'll go in like D tier or something. Cross Crown Country? Crown County? What is that even supposed to mean? I might throw it in L tier because it might just be a big fat, big fat old L. The Celtics... Oh wait, we're not going. We're, we said what order we're going. The Sixers. Where's the Sixers one? The Philadelphia 70s. Okay, they got the city thing. So per definition, this one is an actual city jersey because it's got the freaking city skyline of Philadelphia on the jersey. I don't know if that's some certain neighborhood that's in there. And I I think they had some like T. TTP or something like that, trust the process or something like that in the jersey, which is maybe that was an accident. It just worked out like that, but I feel like something that would not be an accident. And I, I, like if we're looking at jerseys on this list, they're the only jersey on here that the number is above the name, and that looks kind of weird. Looks like a freaking practice jersey. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of this one either. I'm gonna throw that one next to the Nets jersey. Celtics won, it's just plain. You didn't do anything. Like, what, what am I supposed to look at here? It just says Boston Celtics. So that The definition of practice jersey, you guys are the freaking Detroit Red Wings of the NBA with this jersey. I know the Celtics haven't changed their jerseys a lot over the years. They've been pretty much the same thing ever since Bill Russell played for them. But come on. This is a practice jersey. It looks like someone you gave to the Combine and just go, hey, you know what, wear this jersey. If I looked up, okay, experiment here. If I looked up Kemba Walker Celtics practice, see what pops up. I don't know what their practice jerseys look like, because that'd be kind of funny. If I, I wanted them to have the jersey. Do they not have, like, practice jerseys? I know they have those. Where is it? This isn't working out for me, is it? No. It kind of ruins the point I was trying to do. But all in all, it looks stupid. Let's just say it like it is. It looks dumb. Uh, you guys are the Detroit Red Wings. Big fat L. Big fat L for the Boston Celtics with this jersey. If you want to even call it a jersey. It's like minimal effort. Go. Like, even the Knicks tried. You guys didn't try at all and still sucked. Who's next? The Raptors? Where's the Raptors one? They usually have pretty nice city jerseys. Where's the... Where? What is it? Oh. The black and gold thing. The black and gold ting. I kind of like this. Uh, it's nothing too spectacular, but it's easily the best one in uh, the Atlantic Division by far. I like the... Actually, you know what? Roam the North. I kind of like the, the gold in there. The gold inside's kind of cool. It's got like the the old school Raptors text kind of remind. That's kind of what the text reminds me of. And then they got the, the normal number, 
it would be kind of cool if they put like a like the scratched because the, the Toronto logo at least on the text it's supposed to I'm assuming here that's supposed to look like a raptor went in and wrote it with like its claw or something so why is the number just like normal I mean you just stuck your normal numbers on there pretty much like the jersey's got cool stuff in it and then you just threw on the normal number yeah, but uh, yeah, it's an average a C to B tier, somewhere around there. Let's throw in a C tier. We'll adjust it uh, when we get to later stuff. The Central Division. And we got the Cavaliers, Cleveland. They, The Cavaliers, their old school stuff, when like Mark Price and Brad Daughtry were there, or Doherty, I already say his name, I can't remember. I'm not too bothered by it right now. They use Their old school uniforms are, are pretty nice, are pretty nice. Now, I haven't seen... What are their jerseys? Look, where are they? Do they have one? They have to have one. Am I just, just glossing over it? H Town, Milwaukee, Philly, Oklahoma City, New York, New Orleans. Where's Cleveland? Chicago. Oh, it's right. <laughs> I was scrolled over too much. Um, it's confused. I don't get it. I don't. Well, the text like the C is the logo, but then Leaveland is just weirdly written. Like you could have matched the text with the first C. The C's a different text than the rest of the jersey. And then the rain I I don't like that. I don't no. No 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 no. That's a D. That's D tier for duh leave land. Leave the land because that's terrible. What does it say? Cleveland amplified? Is that what that's supposed to be? I don't know. This so I haven't said this yet, but the tier list that I'm doing, they put like their little what do you call it? A little slogan next to their jersey. Other than the Knicks, because the Knicks don't have any rhyme or reason for the jersey they did. The Celtics, like, tradition redefined. Refined. Uh, Phillies, Liberty at the Shores. Uh, Brooklyn, Crown Co County. Toronto, Rome, the North. They're, these jerseys that we've looked at so far ain't that impressive, at least to me. And I am a jersey aficionado. Uh, the, the Detroit Pistons... Just average. What does it say in the middle? Oh, it just says Detroit, Michigan. Motor City, Detroit, Michigan. The circle thing, they did the same thing as the Knicks. It looks less like a stamp than the Knicks. They didn't do gradient. They got like the racing stripe thing on the bottom. Or on the side, I mean. Uh, I don't know. It's like a C tier, D tier thing. It's not even that cool. I, we might throw it up in, I don't know. D or C tier. Let's throw it up in C just for now because I haven't. I, I haven't put a lot of things in C tier. Then it's it's not gradient. It's just very plain. Uh, it's just average. It's not like they, they I, I don't know. We might lower it down to D tier. Next one, the Chicago Bulls. Easily right now at least the best one out of all of them. Okay? The text is sick. The numbers are sick. The side of the uniform is sick. Now, the thing you can gripe on the Bulls thing, the numbers are very small as opposed to, like, the rest of the NBA in these jerseys here. Their numbers are very small and very close to the text. But I'm not going to go off that. I'm throwing this bad boy in A tier. Touch the clouds, says the Chicago Bulls. And they've got Zach Levine, Lowry Markinen, the tall, the guy, Zach can dunk, Lowry super tall. Like, we got the, the, the squad is coming down. It's going to be awesome this year. I'm not expecting great things. I'm just expecting a playoff appearance. I'm not. That's all I'm expecting. Now, gripe on the Bulls real quick. 
We've talked about the Bulls a couple times in the show. As a lifelong Chicago Bulls fan, minus like one year I was a Pistons fan for some weird reason, and the Bulls this year, the expectations are slowly crawling back. They got rid of the worst front office and coach duo they've had in a very long time in Gar Pax and Boylan. Like, good lord, you're expecting to win with that. Now they got Billy Donovan in a new front office. I'm not even going to try and say <laughs> their names because I, I can't. I'm not even going to pretend like I do know how to say it. Uh, I call him AK. Okay, that's what we're going to call him. Like, there's excitement for the Bulls. Very exciting times. Uh, the bench still needs some work. They did get some good bench pieces, like Garrett Temple coming over this offseason. Very good veteran presence there. Uh, Thomas Sadoransky, he's been there, but he'll be a nice presence off the bench since Billy Donovan basically said that Kobe White will... It's his job to lose, essentially. Kobe gave a really good answer talking about it and stuff like that. Starting lineup's locked in. Kobe, Levine, Porter, Markinen, Carter. That's It's locked in. Patrick Williams is going to be a nice piece coming off the bench. Valentine, they just re-signed. We talked about Garrett Temple, Sadoransky. I'm scared for the fact when, because it's not an if, when, it's when Otto Porter and Wendell Carter go down hurt this year. Are we ready to watch the likes of Luke Cornett go in and start? Now, I hope that Thaddeus Young can stay healthy, because I'm pretty sure he's still on the roster. Come in, play the four. Mark and play the five. Patrick Williams will easily play the three. I'm not worried about the th- with um, him going out anymore and not having to start Shaq Harrison anymore. So, um, yeah. But I'm excited for this year. Eight, seven, eight seed, pushing six, maybe. But I'm excited for the Bulls this season. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a fun season. The Indiana Pacers. I like the Pacers one because they're going back to the Reggie Miller era of Pacers jerseys and I'm gonna stick that right up next to the Bulls jersey tradition runs deep they actually went back and looked at their old jerseys and added a little touch of modern to it I really like those jerseys they are very nice jerseys next one on here is the Milwaukee Bucks and these ones throw me off because they're blue um is there something I'm missing here with the Bucks have they ever been blue I don't it says lakes of great lakes of unity Okay, aren't they aren't they only next to one? Unless I'm wrong, I gotta look up Milwaukee on a map. Where? Okay, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Just see where they are because I'm not very familiar where what where Milwaukee is. Pretty sure they're on Lake Michigan. Is that right? I'm just gonna have to look up map. Good lord. Maybe I'm wrong about the lake they're on. Milwaukee, yeah, they're just on Lake Michigan. Why are they acting like Great Lakes Great Lakes of Unity? You're on one lake. You're not even known for being on Lake Michigan. That's Chicago. If anyone wanted to do that, it'd be Chicago. Uh, C tier, because the jersey, uh, jersey's not terrible. They did the same text as their other jerseys, but I just don't get the Great Lakes of Unity. You're on one lake. You're on Lake Michigan. That is it. Like, I, I, there's nothing really to look at here. You're on one great lake. You're not even on, like, Superior, Erie, uh, Huron. Like, any of the other ones. You're on just just Lake Michigan. And we're going to talk about how Great Lakes of Unity. We're going to look, you know what, just for that, we're lowering you down to D tier. Get out of here with that stupid slogan, your stupid reasoning. Maybe there's more reasoning to that. But as far as I'm concerned, stupid. I even got the map of Milwaukee pulled up just so I could see it and make fun of it even more. Uh, next one. 
the Atlanta Hawks ones. I was confused at first because when I first saw it, because it was a mixture of two things. The MLK thing, I was like, okay, I would assume that stands for Martin Luther King, which it which it does now that I see the actual reasoning and the little slogan next to it. And the fact Milwaukee's was blue. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, is this Milwaukee? But then I was like, well, Milwaukee, is there an abbreviation MLK? I don't think so. And then that's when, now that this is pulled up, now that I know Milwaukee's is blue, which again, you can't blame me for being confused seeing Milwaukee's uniforms and going, wow, I expect the Milwaukee Bucks, who have never worn blue in their history as far as I'm concerned, wearing blue. It confuses me. You're on one lake. Don't say Great Lakes of Unity because you're on one. But now I see that this is the Atlanta Hawks one, the MLK. It says the South has something to say. They're simple. I like the black and gold. They're very similar to like that in the Toronto Raptors aspect in that. But they've got really cool, like, a really cool, like, collar and very cool shoulder, like, arm sleeves, I guess. I really like the, like, rounded ones. I'm not really a fan of the V-neck jersey, even though I'm wearing, like, a V-neck style jersey now with Sporting's blue jersey or indigo jersey. Again, I think that's what they call it. Um, it's just simple. It's very simple. Uh, I'm going to throw it in B tier. Maybe it could go up to A tier. I like it. I don't really have a lot to say about it. There's three letters on it. Very important letters, I might add. But, yeah. It's better than the Toronto Raptors one. Again, it's very simple black and gold style. I like the white text that they put with the gold outline on it. I really like that kind of stuff. But, yeah. Do I think it's as good as the, the Bulls and Pacers ones? At this point in time, no. But I still really like the jersey and the meaning behind it as well. The next jersey we have on here is the Washington Wizards. Just got Russell Westbrook. Crazy stuff coming out of there. Russell Westbrook going to Washington, D.C. with John Wall coming the other way to reunite with DeMarcus Cousins. So they're going to be hitting the John Wall down in Houston. And apparently, James Harden preferred having John Wall than than Russell Westbrook. But we'll see how that works with John Wall down there. Now Russell Wilson's up, or Russell Westbrook is up there in Washington with Bradley Beal. So that'll be pretty fun to see Harden and Wall and Beal and Westbrook. So that'll be very cool to see. Uh, next, who did we say was next? The, the Wizards. We were just talking about the Wizards, and I already forgot what they were. Uh, they did the old school logo, like the, the hand thing. I like the American flag on the side of it as well. I'm not a fan of gray jerseys in general, but I like that they went to the old school logo, like with the, who was on the old, the Bullets. Like when they had that logo with Manute Bull and other players that I can't, remember at this point in time but i like that logo i'm gonna stick it in the b tier i really do like the american flag thing on the side as well that's kind of cool and obviously with the hand holding the basketball spinning on the finger with the d and the c looks pretty cool i'm just not a fan of the gray uniform they're the only one that went like the all like you can tell it's gray like there's sometimes you have a jersey that's gray but it looks looks white like you probably throw the mavericks one in that conversation as well but yeah it's the gray, I, I like the other stuff going on in the jersey, but the gray just kind of throws it off. But I like the jersey as, as a as a whole. Capital standards is what their thing is. The next jersey that we're going in to look at is the Charlotte Hornets, Buzz City. Uh, I like these. They're like this weird, I don't know what color you really want to call that. Is it, is it green? It's like mint. I'm looking at a coffee cup downstairs because in our office downstairs where I record the show, there's a lot of random crap around here, if you did not know that. And this coffee mug 
for whatever reason it's down here because I don't drink coffee, is looks like that. I like the black. I like the gold. I like the Jordan logo at the top corner of the jersey. Uh, I'm going to throw this up in B tier. Uh, Buzz City Mint. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense why it's mint because it says Buzz City Minted as their slogan. <laughs> I probably should have read that before I start talking about that. We might get more in-depth analysis there. Uh, B tier. Yeah, I really like the black and gold and with the mint in there as well. Might throw it up in A tier. But for right now, we'll keep it in B tier with the buzz. Because, yeah, I like it. I really I like the jersey. Next one we got on here as far as the standings go. The, Miami, the Orlando Magic, not the Miami Heat. Which I know a lot of people are going to be drooling over the Miami Heat one. We'll get, over the, we'll get to that one in a little bit. The Magic one, uh, they went with the orange again. Because they've for some reason they like orange. Don't know, but I like the the logo, the O R L with the star. I like the one of my favorite jerseys of the NBA is the Penny Hardaway and Shaq Magic jerseys with the stripes and the stars and all that stuff. I don't get why they put Mo Bamba's jersey on this <laughs> for the logo, because you look at the other teams around here, you got some of the better players in the team, but then they just threw Mo Bamba on there for the culture, I guess, for the Mo Bamba movement <laughs> with Shaq West. Um, yeah, it's just an average. I'm not really too, I just don't really care for it that much. I'm not a fan of orange. Magic Anthem, I'm just not a fan of orange. I'm sorry. It's just an average jersey. It's just, I like the star. I like the star, but the orange is a little too much for me. Now the one that everybody's going to want to talk about, the Miami Heat, Miami Vice jerseys that everybody is going to throw up. In the S tier. And we've talked about how I dislike gradient jerseys and that stuff. Am I going to throw away my morals and just put the Miami Heat jersey at the top of the list? Uh, no. Well, I, well, I don't think so. Well, I don't. Okay, let's go to, let's look at for the win. Because I want to see if my theory is correct that they will throw the Miami Heat one at the top. Because... Yeah, they're going to keep throwing those at the top. I like the jersey. It's one of the only gradient jerseys I'll ever say I actually liked because I really like their Miami Vice stuff that they do. Even the logo, like the Miami Heat logo, they got the Miami Vice text on that. And the logo is different gradient. Like it goes from blue to pink while the jersey goes from pink to blue. You know what? Um, This is hard because I don't. I just had a moral thing with the talk about the gradient stuff. Uh, for the fit for the future, I like this jersey. I'll throw it in. I'll fold. I'll fold. I'm not really going to argue with a lot of people on that. It's it's a good-looking jersey. It's one of the few that work with the gradient thing. I'm not happy throwing it in S tier because it throws away my morals where I hate gradient stuff. But I'll throw it in the S tier because I do think it is uh, it is the best one. I know, 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 I know. Next one, we're moving to the Western Conference now. The Minnesota Timberwolves for this one, where they at? Where's the Timberwolves at? Black. There's nothing to it. There's not. There's absolutely nothing to this. The North, the North Star that guides and unites us. North Star that guides and unites. Uh, that goes straight in D tier. It's not an L. It's just nothing there. It's boring. I, I don't know. There's green and black and I, I don't know. There's not really... I don't really care for it. I'm sorry. There's not anything terrible about it. 
I just don't really care about it. Uh, next one, the Portland Trailblazers. They did Oregon-style thing. They put Oregon on their chest this time. Had the different colors. Uh, this one's different. I don't even know what color that really is. What is their slogan that they put down for this? Oregon Origins. I like that. You know what? We'll throw that in B tier. I like the Oregon jersey. I really like the Portland Trailblazers tapping their Oregon roots because Portland is one of the most interesting cities in the United States. Their friggin' slogan is keep Portland weird. And this looks like it was pulled straight out of the 70s, which is what Portland and Oregon in general have been stuck in for since the 70s. <laughs> I like the jersey. Uh, yeah, it's weird. I don't... It's a, it's a good jersey, even though it's different jersey. Again, it's like brown, but I like it. I, I can dig it. I can dig it. The Utah Jazz. The Jazz always have one that a lot of people really like. This one, it... I don't even know. It, like, randomly cuts off to black. I'm just going to throw this one straight in the B tier. There's not really a lot to talk. Or maybe C tier. We're going to throw in C tier. I just don't really care for it. Na naturally gifted. How does that work with that? I, again, these slogans are stupid because you never know what these, <laughs> what these jerseys are. Like, it's it starts off... It's not gradient. It gradually goes from yellow to darker yellow, orange, orange, red, red, and then just... Bang! Black. <laughs> the rest of the jersey's black. I I don't know. It just looks... It, I don't hate it. I might move it up to B tier, but I like the B jerseys a lot more than that one. That one stays in C tier. It's not terrible, but I just don't really care for that much. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not really a fan of this one. It's weird. It looks like a G League jersey. Um, the, the sash thing they got going on is kind of weird. I like that Oklahoma's in black. I kind of like that look with the black nut with the, like the, I like when teams kind of do that with the black numbers, black names and all that stuff with like an outline. The Hawkeyes used to do that with, uh, with Matt Gatons when he was on the team. I actually liked those jerseys. This one though, I don't like the, I don't get the racing stripe thing. It's kind of weird. C tier. Just go straight to C tier. I'm not even going to talk about that much. It's not an L. It's not an L or D tier compared to the other ones, a D and L tier, but it's it's a lower C tier jersey. And I'm trying to go a little faster here because we're gonna come up, uh, we got we're gonna come up short. For, we're gonna run a little long today. Hopefully that's all right with everybody. Next one, the Denver Nuggets. Where's the Nuggets one on here? I guess it's in alphabetical order. I don't know why I'm struggling so much to find these. They did the red thing. They this is basically the Utah Jazz one from last year. I don't dislike it. Like, they did the exact same thing with, like, the color scheme on the... The Jazz did it on the top. The Nuggets did it in the middle. Is there some deeper meaning behind the red? What does it say? Denver Sunset. So, it's setting over the mountains. But why is that... Okay, whatever. Uh, C tier. Yeah, it goes straight with the Jazz. It's the same exact thing as the Utah Jazz, just different. Now, we're going on to the next division in the NBA, the Pacific, the Warriors... Not going to say a lot about this one because I love the Believe War. We Believe Warriors. Those go straight to A tier. Not even going to say much about it other than that. Love the We Believe Warriors. And they say Believe in the Bay. And it says Oakland on it, which is awesome because they actually play in Oakland now. Actually, no, they don't. So why am I saying they play in San Francisco? Why Why is it Oakland? Their arena is in San Francisco. I'm just now, believe, I'm just now realizing that. Wait, 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 wait. Let's look this up because I'm pretty confident they moved from Oakland when Oracle Arena... To San Fran and the Chase Center. Their location, San Francisco. They pulled a freaking New York Giants and New York Jets and said, you know what? We're New Yorkers. 
No, you're freaking New Jersey. Shut up. I know you're in the same vicinity as New York City, but you ain't New Yorkers. Shut up. You're New Jersey. Man, I like these jerseys a lot. Why did they ruin it by going Oakland? I didn't even think about that. I was like, that's cool. But they're not even playing in Oakland anymore. They play in San Fran. Oh, that's disappointing. That hurts. That hurts. That hurts. But you know what? I like the jersey because I like the We Believe Warriors. I will not. I will look past the fact that they're pulling a Jets and Giants and not playing where they actually are. They play in New Jersey. They call themselves New York. They play in San Fran. They say they're from Oakland. Let's just move on from that. Because even if they want to say they're from Oakland, they even started in San Francisco. Actually, it started in Philly, then moved to San Francisco, and then Oakland, and then back to San Fran. Oh, that might lower it down to B tier because I love the jersey, but I can't, I can't get past the Oakland thing because they don't play in Oakland. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that when I started doing this until now. Ah, oh, man. Sacramento Kings. The fact that it says Sack Town on it is awesome. I don't... <laughs> uh, either way, I like it. I'll throw it in B tier. The Sack Town thing. Sack City's better, in my opinion. <laughs> but, but I'll go with Sack Town, the Loyal Legion. That's what your slogan should be. Uh, they got a bright future ahead. I really like what the Sacramento Kings are doing, especially with the the sack town <laughs> stuff that they got. They got racing stripe thing, like checkered flag thing on the the side. I don't. The sack town thing. The jersey's not that great, but the sack town thing makes it higher. You gotta listen to the show if you just get mad at me talking about how the Kings jersey's higher. Oh man, I love the sack town thing. <laughs> this stuff's funny. The Phoenix Suns. Uh, yeah, home hottest in the game. Phoenix always has great jerseys. They'll go in S tier. Uh, their their jerseys are awesome. I, the hottest in the game. Those jerseys are awesome. See, uh, like Denver, they tried to do the same thing with the sunset thing. Phoenix actually did a very nice job with it. I love everything about the Phoenix Suns jersey. Everything about it. The Coyotes had a great jersey. The Cardinals have eh. The Diamondbacks have great jerseys. And now the Suns have great, a great city jersey. I love that jersey. The jersey is absolutely beautiful. Uh, next one, the Clippers. They didn't really change anything, did they? They just kind of kept the same thing. The Los Angeles thing. Uh, the stripe on the side's really big. I mean, it's the art of the grind. Uh, it's C tier. It's nothing spectacular. There's nothing really to it. Might throw it in B tier. It's not really that great. Um, the Lakers. The Minneapolis Lakers. I like that they... I love these baby blue jerseys the Lakers do. Legacy of the Lake Lakers lore. Love that jersey. It's white. It's it's not a very complex jersey. It literally didn't even really change anything other than the color scheme of it. The number is the same. The logo is the same on the jersey. But I just like that they go... They actually talk about their old Minneapolis Lakers jerseys. I love that jersey. It's very simple, but I really like it. I really, really like the jersey. Uh, next one on here, we move to the last division, the Southwest Division. Going to the Pelicans. Uh, they're the only one on here with no name on their jersey. But I love the little, uh, what do they call those things? What are those, what are those things called? The logo, the, 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 the New Orleans thing. I can't remember what it's called. The Saints logo? Whatever. B tier. I like it. Uh, I, it, I can get it behind not having the name because I really like that little thing they have on there. But yeah, B tier. I think that's, I think that's good for them. B tier. Next one on here, we have the Spurs. I love these. The Spurs, the old school Spurs, San Antonio Spurs, those go to A tier. Love the Spurs one. Courage and celebration. I love the Fiesta Spurs. 
the the 90s Spurs with David Robinson, the early Tim Duncan. Well, actually, I guess it was post. It was pre Tim Duncan, but I love the Fiesta Spurs. The Celebration Spurs jerseys are awesome, and I love that they re they re put that they put that back in the jersey. Get the fans excited because the Spurs last year were not very. There wasn't a lot to cheer about when you were watching the San Antonio Spurs last year. Memphis Grizzlies, same thing, A tier. Love the Memphis Grizzlies thing. They really went with the like the Vancouver Grizzlies thing with the side. It says it has like the little I don't really know what you want to call it on the side. Like the totem pole thing. I just, I don't know. The side is really cool. The number is really cool. They got little stripes in the jersey as well. I really like that jersey. That, that's an A tier jersey easily. Uh then we got Dallas. <sighs> I don't really care for it. I don't like the wing things they got going on there. It's just it's C tier. I don't know. I don't really care for it. Then Houston H Town, the colors of loyalty. Uh, going back to the Houston Oilers colors here. Love the Houston Oilers uniforms. Uh, they'll go in B tier. They're a strong B tier though. Strong B tier. So that's what I've got here for my jerseys. It is so we got to start off in S tier. The only time I will say anything positive about a gradient jersey is this time. The Miami Heat's jerseys are nice. I really like their jerseys. The Suns are up there as well. A tier, we got the Bulls, Pacers. The Warriors, you really hurt me with that Oakland thing. That really is bothering me here. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Spurs, and the Grizzlies. Then you got the Hawks in B tier. Hawks, B tier. Then the Wizards, Hornets, Trailblazers, Kings, Pelicans, and... The Rockets. Oh, jeez. C tier. Raptors, Pistons, Magic, Jazz, Thunder, Nuggets, Clippers, and the Mavs. D tier. Brooklyn Nets, Philly, Cleveland, Milwaukee, Minnesota, and then the L tier. Knicks, Celtics. Uh, Celtics one is not as hard to look at as the Knicks jersey is, but it's the fact that they just threw on a practice jersey and said, yeah. That's it. Same thing with the Red Wings did. The The Red Wings are one of the most historic teams in the NHL, similar to the Boston Celtics in basketball. That doesn't mean you can't just throw out anything and go like, yeah, this was our best effort here. Celtics used to, remember those St. Patrick's Day ones that they used to have with like the gold numbers with the Rondo and KG, Ray Allen stuff? Those were sweet. Even the ones with the black numbers were pretty cool. That's just boring. That's the most boring jersey on here. The next one's by far the worst. So I'm not going to sit here and go like the Celtics is the worst one on here. We're going to readjust this though. So we can get like the order of what I want it to be. Who's closest to the next tier and who's close. Like, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, before we close out today, just touch on a little bit of football. Because we got some college football, some NFL stuff going on this week. We'll just talk about top 25 since all the Iowa teams in the FBS level are in the top 25. So college football will start off because that will be on Saturday. We do have a game tomorrow though. Friday, or today, I guess, Friday. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette versus Appalachian State. That'll actually be a very fun game. Very fun game. Appy State's controlled the Sun Belt since they've come into it from the FCS. And they're not the best team this year. Which is crazy to think about. But that's a good, interesting top 25 matchup. Or not top, well, Louisiana's top 25, so it's close enough. We got Iowa against Illinois. Expect an Iowa blowout. Expect it to be boring. Expect to be upset that, wow, they blew them out and... It wasn't exciting. There was no fun parts to this game. It was just a win. Fantastic. Uh, Ohio State, Michigan State. Expect Michigan State to get blown out to by Ohio State. Texas A&M, Auburn. That could be a fun one. 
Auburn might they they could play upset here. Auburn could. They've been disappointing this year. Bo Nix hasn't played great this year. AM's fifth. This is around the time AM like to fall apart in their season, so they could lose to Auburn this weekend. Okie State TCU should be a decently fun game if Okie State runs the ball like they did last week. Should be fun. Uh, but TCU randomly like to get tough, so they could pose a little problems for Okie State, but I think Okie State should win that game. North Carolina, West Carolina, not even going to talk about that. Marshall Rice, again, not really going to talk about that one either because Rice sucks. Notre Dame, Syracuse, not really going to talk about that. Florida, Tennessee, not really going to talk about that. Iowa State, West Virginia, Iowa State is ninth in the college football playoff ranking, so congratulations to the Cyclones on that one. Uh, Cyclones should win this game, should beat West Virginia this game. They're six-and-a-half-point favorites. Expect Iowa State to win this game. Indiana, Wisconsin, Indiana was out Mike, without Michael Penix Jr. towards ACL, so that'll be a big loss for Indiana. Wisconsin's only played three games this year. Their quarterback, Graham Mertz, it looks really good, so that should be a very fun one. I think it's very harsh on on Indiana to say Wisconsin's a 14-point favorite, but we'll move. Uh, Tulsa Navy, uh, Tulsa should win that game easily. Georgia Vanderbilt, not going to talk about it. Washington, Stanford. Stanford's only played. They Pac-12 has only played three games this year. Stanford hasn't looked great in their games. Obviously, they're one and two. Washington should win. They're eleven and a half point favorites. Might be a little harsh. A lot, of, a lot of Stanford likes to play some tough football with David Shaw. I think Stanford could could cover in that game. And then the game that we all wanted to see this weekend: BYU, Coastal Carolina, two undefeated powerhouses. Battling it out. BYU is a 10-point favorite. BYU should win. But time will tell. Coastal Carolina is a tough team. If we're just going off the quarterbacks, I like Coastal Carolina's quarterback. Is it McCabe? McHale? Something like that. I watched him versus Kansas. don't remember his name. It's the only time I watched him this year. But Zach Wilson's a baller. He should be able to carry BYU against Coastal Carolina this week. Oregon, Cal, Oregon should win. Clemson, Virginia Tech, Clemson should win. Alabama, LSU. Damn near 30-point favorite for Alabama. 29.5. LSU won the Natty last year. Now, I'm not going to bash LSU because they lost pretty much every player on that roster from last year, and a lot of their best players going into the season opted out. So it kind of hurt them going into this. But, yeah, Alabama's going to blow them out. Maybe not by 30, but they're going to blow them out. Uh, Miami-Duke, Miami should blow them out of the water. And Baylor-Oklahoma, Oklahoma should blow Baylor out of the water. Then we got a game on Sunday between Washington State and USC. Uh, as we've talked about, I love I love Keaton Slovis. I really like watching USC, but they've kind of been tough to watch this year. I think something looks off with Keaton Slovis, but yeah, should be a fun one. Should be a fun one there on Sunday. I know a lot of people won't watch that because you know NFL, but it can be fun. It can be a fun game. Other games that we should talk about in oh now it's gonna reload now. Beautiful, freaking beautiful. And there's not, is there any outside the top 25 games that people should really pay attention to? Kansas, Te- Kansas State, Texas should be fun. Should be fun. Missouri, Arkansas. Arkansas is a three-point underdog in this game. Expect Arkansas to win. Say Arkansas, Razorbacks get the dub over the Missouri Tigers. And any other real games that anybody really cares about? Buffalo, Ohio should be fun. Buffalo, should blow them out of the water. Jarrett Patterson, they played four games. Jarrett Patterson's almost at 1,000 yards rushing on the season. Jarrett Patterson's a beast. We all knew that going into the season. But we're every the national media 
is starting to know it now. Buffalo returned 2,000-yard rushers, and Jarrett Patterson has been the one that's really done the most this year with his opportunities. Now, I'm not saying anything bad about the other back at Buffalo, but Patterson rushed for 300 yards plus back-to-back games, kind of as the... Yeah, he's the bell cow of that team. <laughs> Colorado, Arizona. We talked about Colorado with my NCAA football sim. Yeah, Colorado Buffaloes. Everybody knows them by now. Seven-point favorites, 3-0 in the Pac-12, or 3-0 overall. They should win. They should get a good dub this week. And that looks to be the only game that I see, other game that I seem to care about the rest of the weekend. So that's all I've got for you for college football, for the NFL. Some fun games this weekend. Uh, NFC is playing all backup quarterbacks besides the Eagles, but even they could still play Jalen Hurts. We got the Chargers versus the Patriots this weekend. Line is even. Chargers haven't beat the Patriots in my lifetime, so at least it feels like. They never beat Tom Brady. I think Phillip Rivers is 0-8 against Tom Brady and the Patriots. So, yeah, I expect the Patriots to win that game. Saints-Falcons should be an interesting game. expect the Saints to win, though. Lions-Bears. lions realistically probably should beat the Bears. If the Bears' defense can stop the Lions, that's fine. Then the Bears can win the game because Trubisky, his best games usually are against the Detroit Lions, oddly enough. Bears are favored in that game. Titans-Browns could be a fun one there. Bengals-Dolphins. It was going to be an exciting matchup between Burrow and Tua, but Burrow's out. Tua, I think, is supposed to play sat out last week with a thumb injury. Um... Yeah, I wouldn't really care about that game too much. Vikings, Jags, Vikings should win their 10-point favorites in that one. Good Lord. Raiders versus Jets. Raiders big favorites there. Indy and the Texans play Rams, Cardinals, Giants, Seahawks with Colt McCoy starting for the Giants. And then we got the Eagles, Packers, Broncos, Chiefs is Sunday night football. And then we got the Bills 49ers on Monday as well as the Washington football team against the Steelers. And then Tuesday night, Tuesday night football has returned between the Cowboys and the Ravens. So get excited, folks, because it's going to be some more midday football during the week. Fun stuff. Wednesday night football sucked. I don't know if you guys saw that. But in other news, speaking of football, I have the joint, I have finished joint leader of my division in fantasy football. Remember when I said I lost by, like, I scored 53 in week one? Well, guess what? The team that beat me, 131-53 to week one, I am tied with him for the division lead. Think about that. Boom. Going to the playoffs, 7-5. and five. After scoring 53 week one, going 7-5 and five is a big dub for yours truly. So, yeah. Excited for the fantasy football playoffs. Those start this week. MLS playoffs keep going on. You guys will know the score of Minnesota versus Sporting when this show goes out. Hopefully, Sporting capped off their got-a-dub against... Their bitter rivals up north play Seattle on December 7th. New England versus Columbus is on December 6th on ABC. So that'll be... We're getting close to the end of the MLS season. I'm excited. Very excited for the rest of the MLS season. And with that being said, this is Logan Blackman, the host of the Logan Blackman Show, signing off for this Friday edition of the show. Go follow the Logan Blackman Show on all forms of social media. Go follow the Spotify and Apple Podcast accounts. Go like the Facebook page. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And I will see you guys Later. Peace.